0: It's been really nice talking to both of you guys. (laughs) Absolutely. The pleasure's all on this side of the table. Trust me. Good luck with your layoffs,
1: all right? I hope your firings go really well. Okay, excellent. Great. Wow. Be the ball.
0: Good everybody, welcome to episode 231 of Not The Footy Show. We're back on your big screen, your little screen, your YouTube screen, whatever screen you want to be. is just taking a uh, ceremonial sip of coffee as he enjoys, well, Mr. Rob Cox, sorry, I'm Mark Nicholson. Um, mate, you're enjoying the four-match winning streak of the Dragons. who to funk it?
1: Well, four's a funny number, isn't it? Especially when you're in the top four. Oh, The you know, Raiders aren't there, are they?
0: No, we're in the, we're in the next four. Same as the Dragons. Mm. Uh, Sorry, same as the Eels, who, you know, Mm. grand final tickets have been torn up asunder um, deluxe Mm. over in the Golden West in the last 24 hours. But the Dragons, mate, um, I made the joke on our Insta, Ben Hunt holding the finals, the premiership in his hand after one win, Well, three more wins later, and I think I texted you the best half of footy I've seen them play for a number of years uh, last night. That was impressive.
1: Uh, Yeah, it was. They also got the rub of the green. Um, Mm -hmm. I think uh, as you know, I'm a bit of a fan of Atkins as a referee, but there were a couple of things last night that if you're a Parramatta fan, you would have been pulling your hair out Mm -hmm. if you had any, um, because there was a few things that probably didn't go their way. But at the end of the day, you make your own luck. And um, St. George have had plenty of bad luck come their way over the last few years. So, um, hey, it, it feels good on a Monday to wake up and the team won and uh, again in the top four again yeah. so yeah again uh we'll take it while we can get it i'm not sure it's going to last forever but uh we'll take it while we can get it
0: uh we did make some flippant comments about Old uh, hook griffin
1: after round one uh it's a month later um mm, you know, egg was, on the face can res-
0: yeah, i was going to say you want to rescind any of those how much do we put down how they're playing And this is like, the question to you is this a result of hooks coaching or is this a result of being freed of the Mary McGregor fiasco or the saga for the
1: last uh, three years? Look, uh, we just had a discussion before what we're going to talk about in this podcast, and and I don't know if any coach at any level of sport has the influence to to do what St. George are doing this year. Um, mm. I think it's a it's a group effort, mate. It's a it's the boys buying in. It's the boys wanting to work for each other. It's the coach saying the right things. Uh, it's the right blokes on the field at the right time. So it's like a uh, it's like a magic casserole. Who've you beaten again? Cowboys, Parramatta, Parramatta, and a couple I can't remember. You tell me.
0: <laughs> I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. That, that was so memorable that you've. Uh... Going all over them. I've got to look it up because it would be it would be foolish of us to uh, decide that um, they've actually gone any good. So they beat they lost the first game to the Sharkies. That was a bad performance. Then they beat mm. the Cowboys. Uh, then they beat mm. Manly. So two cracking uh, victories on the board at the moment. And then you beat... Manly were Newcastle. winners last
1: weekend too. And
0: then you beat yes. Newcastle, uh, who yep. imploded the last couple of weeks, and again in the second half against the Titans.
1: Mm. So.
0: OK, you've got four wins, but I'm not going to say that it's, um, you know, apart from Parramatta, they're all pretty ordinary sides.
1: Well, yeah, there's no, uh, there's no Penrith or Storm in that bunch. But, mm. uh, you know, you've got to build to those things. And like I say, mate, I don't know how the year's going to end for, for the Dragons and Hook. Um, I just know that they won't be last now. Yes. So Four wins was... on the board, it, it, it's a pretty good effort. I still am
0: owed two dinners, uh, just to mm. be aware. Uh, the other team we want to talk about, uh, Dragons fans, we won't um, delve too deeply, as I said. The the fact that they've beaten three ordinary sides and, and one good side, be very happy. And it's, this is how you make the eight. You win these matches now. Um, you know, you have a bad month and then you, all of a sudden you're four and five. That's not that's not catastrophic. Whereas if you've only won one off your first two games, you have a bad month, two and seven, two and eight. Yeah, you're struggling to make the top eight. But the team that just cannot get in the top eight, no matter how hard they try no matter how many coaches they uh, seem to employ. Uh, the West Tigers, mate, we shared some messages yesterday. Full disclosure, I only watched the first 15 minutes of this match. I saw the Cowboys get 10 points to four ahead and went, that's enough. This is going to be one of those Tigers days. Uh, I know there were plenty of other circumstances going into the weekend. You thought this would be the way the Tigers would be up. But, uh, yeah, booed off at halftime, apparently, and... They got within four in the end, but I I don't believe it was really that close. Is that right?
1: Yeah, look, um, I do remember in recent history the Tigers being booed off. You know, the, the crowd do the crowd will turn on on the Tigers, and and the Tigers at any time have got it in them to to uh, for a performance like that. Hmm. Um, mate, they were diabolical yesterday. They really were. Um, there's a few blokes in that team that look like they're not really having a dig in defense. You know, I I'd I'd like to make special mention as far as not about defense, but you know, Luke Brooks now has, has been the beneficiary of when the big four broke up, you know, Tedesco woods uh, and Moses leaving the club and Brooks was considered to be in that big four. He was a beneficiary of that because he, he was got a the big
0: first contract. one to re-sign, wasn't he? I think he re-signed before the other three made their decisions, didn't he?
1: Well, yeah, I don't, I can't remember exactly how it went, but I believe you're right. Um, now he was a beneficiary of that. You know, he he um, that truck that just went past you was actually carrying his next week's salary because it's struggling. He, it's
0: going down the hill and it's struggling. It's so yeah, much is on the back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, in in the vicinity of eight to nine hundred thousand dollars mm-hmm. a year, and you know, good on him for getting that. If I could get eight hundred grand a year for what I do, fantastic. But he really hasn't performed to the level of a. Sorry, the trucks coming back at the
0: moment. Everybody just with the extra money just picked up another um, week's pay. It goes past.
1: Yeah, there you go. Um, there it goes. There he goes. Um, <laughs> Uh, maybe that's Madge at the bottom of the hill, turning it around and driving it away from Luke Brooks. Oh,
0: um, Madge. Yes, we got him in a sec. I
1: don't, I don't want to be too mean about Luke Brooks because, look, he didn't miss all the their, their tackles that they... Their defence is diabolical. Um, you know, Dewey Dewey and James Roberts need to learn how to work together on that right edge um, in defence because uh, one's coming up, one's staying back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cowboys. It doesn't. Yeah, you know, the Cowboys aren't a great team, but it didn't take them long to figure that out, and um, they scored a lot of points uh, yesterday, which isn't all Luke Brooks's fault. But I've looked at the Tigers over this year, and I think their forwards are all right. Their forwards do the business, mm. um, but when it ta- when it comes time to create, and when it comes to clutch plays, they've got nothing. They've got absolutely nothing. Um, you know, in my mind. They've got a few blokes in there that are getting paid double what they should be getting paid, and it's it's stuffed their salary cap up. You know, I mean, yeah. we we all know about the, the Reynolds thing. Reynolds was on an absolute gift there. Um, MBI is also on the same style of gift. Yeah. Um, I I don't think there's another there's another club in the world that would be paying MBI in between eight and nine hundred thousand dollars a year. Remember they signed
0: him. They signed him from the Bulldogs as a fullback. He got fullback money. This is four three years ago. And that's not where they're playing him they're going to play in there yeah. this season they said he, he was trained off-season at fullback and now they're playing him yeah, so.
1: no, no no dice uh, he's not a fullback <sighs> he's not even a center really he's, he's a, bloke he's a hooker. play center
0: he, His oh, position these he's, days is a hooker
1: I think he's a hooker or or a or a very um, second fiddle six hmm. um, you know uh, I don't even know if Dewey's a six to be honest with you I, I think he's a no. fullback um, I the um, but uh, that's but nice. anyway uh, the fact is, is that big things need to happen at the Tigers because I don't think they're going to finish ninth this year given what I saw yesterday. Mm. And let's be honest, Coach Maguire has done really well at keeping his contract by coming ninth. Um, John Morris is about to lose his contract. He's played two seasons, in the got to the finals, and yeah. he's about to, you know, if all the reports are cor- correct, uh, he won't be there next hey, we'll year. We'll get to Fitzgibbon, the whole Fitzgibbon anyway.
0: thing in a sec, but... Um... Madge, but, ninth in 2019, 11th last year.
1: Okay. So, you know, I'd, I'd consider those failures. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't heap it all on Madge, basically because he did inherit a team that he didn't really want. But you know what? There's a few things that have happened um, since Madge has been there that I can put it, you know, laid blame at his feet. Yep. You know, what they did last year to Benji Marshall, if you're Madge, I would think that you would do what you can to hold on to Benji Marshall, even if you think he's an over-the-hill, burn-out old fart. Because what he's doing at, at South is exactly what he should be doing at the time. You know? uh,
0: Benji was pretty good last year. Yeah. Like Even within the whole Maguire lost complete faith in him and, and made a scapegoat of him. I mean, just on Brooks quickly, he is a player who I think plays his best footy when he's running... Into, into gaps. He's a he's a quick off the mark kind of player. But all he seems to do at the Tigers is get the ball and riff it in the air. That seems to be the full extent of what he does at the Tigers. They wait for the last tackle, which I don't doubt is as a Maguire thing. Complete your set, get a kick up. Um, but the problem is he's got Adam Dewey, who is a runner, who doesn't pass it next to him. Who's kicking a bit more as well, so that's taken away from his running game. Dane Laurie, a bit of a find, but He's a complimentary fullback at best. He's not a game-changing fullback. Um, He's a runner as well. They've got James Roberts, who I still don't understand how he has a contract because I don't know what he offers you that you can't get from somebody in the South Wales Cup these days. He used to be something special, but he's just a bit of a liability. Speaking of liabilities, BJ Lailua, he looks like he has, shall we say, I'm saying this nicely, but he's ballooned. Uh, He's not fit. I can't believe he got back into first grade this week. Uh, he lasted of the HIA and, and went out. I don't understand those two acquisitions. And if you've got guys in your halves who don't play make like anyway, that makes both of those two pretty useless anyway because they don't get the ball. Mm-hmm. Like so, then you've got Naphaluma, who's their most attacking player, who barely sees it in attack. Um, he's relied on for his kick return meters, and he's rucking them out of his own end stuff. And then I just go, I don't expect. The Tigers to be an amazing football side with what they've got, but should they be competing for that bottom of the eight spot? Well, yeah. In today's NRL, where there's a bunch of pretty ordinary sides, they should be. But they just dropped mm. a game to the North Queensland Cowboys, who didn't look like winning a game all year, where they were down thirty to ten or whatever the score was. Like, yeah, that's that's look, a major
1: indictment on McGuire at the moment. If you can't get his team up little, for that, massive issues. It, it could be a little bit of attitude, you know? I mean, thinking all they need to do is walk through the turnstile and they'd win that game is the wrong attitude to have. Because, you know, as bad as North Queensland are, they're still an NRL team. Yep. And if they, if you take them lightly, this is what you'll get. But I really feel sorry for the forwards. I think they've built a pretty good forward pack there, maybe barring the hooker, um, who isn't a bad player. But they've got a better hooker at that club. You and I have spoken about it before. Jake uh, uh, it was time. You've got to see this kid play because he's a good player. He know? is. He's a player. Anyway, but they've got a pretty good forward pack. You know, they've got, now these aren't, they, these all aren't household names, but you've got the makings of a good forward pack. You've got Offen Gowie. you've got um, James Tarmour.
0: Just quickly, Offen
1: played on the edge yesterday.
0: Hmm. Now, he's a middle player. I don't, like, he played almost 70 minutes. Again, I'm not, I didn't watch the game in, in full. If he's a middle guy, you've brought him a middle guy. while you playing on it, I don't. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like that's yeah. that's a that's a query and a half there.
1: Yeah, they've got a good forward pack, and mm-hmm. I, and I I think since round one the the forward pack have been doing what the forwards need to do. The problem is is when they get to the creative plays, there's nothing doing. There is nothing yeah. doing, and if you know, it's got to be frustrating for Maguire, But we, you know. If you've got something that's not working, you need to change it or fix it. And at the moment, uh, neither of those have been done. And, you know, maybe Maguire's hands are tied. I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, mm. You know, lots of weird things happen at NRL clubs this year. But, well, look, the Tigers are in trouble.
0: Well, they've got they're South next week. Uh, they
1: gonna they're going to get pumped. They're going to get pumped, pumped next game. week. But right? after
0: that, after that, they play Manly uh, at... Oh, it doesn't have it on NRL.com. They play Manly at home, then they play the Dragons away, and then in round nine they have the Titans
1: at home. Well, there's only one of those games that they can win. Saints will pump them, and so will the Titans.
0: Oh, I'm not. I'm not jumping on that Saints bandwagon yet. I know we started the show with it, but those are three games that they, if they want to turn their season round, you cop the loss to South. That's going to. But they won't win that game. But they've got Manly. St. George, and the Titans. If you want to turn your season around, Michael Maguire, he's got to get results out of that game. Otherwise, we know how harsh the uh, NRL coaching rank uh, what's the word, um, hot stove is because John Morris just lost his job after leading the Roosters 18-4 to with 20 minutes to go. So, Maguire, I know Pasco seems to be an interesting CEO as as they come and decisions that he makes, but there's going to be some pressure from the West Tigers board there. If they can't get results out of those three games, which are eminently winnable games in the way this season is, uh, the Tigers will have one win from their opening nine
1: games. Let's not forget as well, John Morris is an ex-Tigers player. Um, he is. There's a connection there. Uh, there'll be there'll be pressure on Maguire sooner or later. I know that yeah, he could have a 20-year t- 20, 20 contract. It won't matter. Contracts don't mean anything. Well, let me just what finish made, that, that, that. They've got, yeah, they've got to
0: get results, and uh, yeah, uh, somehow the dragons are getting them, and tigers are not. Who would have thought that entering the season, though, Coxsmith, that the not me, the dragons would be uh, four from five, and the tigers one from five. Interesting yeah, times. Uh, We're we'll back to recap the rest of round five. Talk a bit more of your league here on not the Footy Show episode two hundred and thirty-one. Not the Footy Show. Show. Okay, we're back. It's episode 231. That's Rob Cox. I'm Warwick Nicholson. Back on the YouTube this week. Uh, you're obviously listening to us on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts as well. If you haven't given us a rating, well, that's pretty much the course for the last two years. So appreciate everybody. Rock solid. Um, the NRL ladder currently looks at uh, the Panthers on the top with an outstanding performance uh, last Friday night. Roosters, Rabbitohs, Dragons, Eels, all with four from five wins. I want to get to the round and we'll go through some games, but Uh, I want to start with the John Morris news um, that emerged pretty much five minutes after the Roosters came from behind, 18-4 with 20 to go to beat John Morris's Sharkies. Before this uh, game, it was mooted that he was getting replaced. They'd already hit the, um, the paper cycle with that. You said it in the first segment that he'd made the finals the last two years and got rolled in the first round. That's what it is. If I'm a Sharkies fan... I'm disappointed this has happened, but there was a, as a decent point made in one of the WhatsApp groups I'm in. And that is, are the sharks really going to win a competition with John Morris as their, as their coach and, and, and think about everything that goes with that. And that isn't a crack at John Morris as tactician, uh, bloke experience, etc. but is he a big enough name to attract the kind of players that they need to get back into the contending sphere? And the answer might be no. So, are the Sharkies, as bad as this timing is going all in on Craig Fitzgibbon because of the connections, because of the fact that he's from a winning culture, at the the Roosters? Um, mm. I don't like the timing. The timing is, is abhorrent from a from the Sharks' point of view. But, mm. is it the right decision, Crocksmith.
1: Look, um, to your point, I don't think I don't think the Sharks can win a competition not only with the coach that they've got, but more importantly, the, the cattle that they've got. Now, mm. you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? The coach is usually the one that attracts the better players to the fold. And I'd say that Fitzgibbon initially anyway, um, because we don't know what kind of a coach he is, he's never been a head coach, uh, will attract some, some name players. Um, you know, but we've seen how that figured out for Trent Barrett as well at the Bulldogs. Um, we will get to the Bulldogs later because they're interesting.
0: And to your point, has attracted
1: the name players.
0: It's mm. a tick. Yep, that is a tick for the Bulldogs with Trent Barrett on board. Yep. Mm.
1: So uh, look, I don't, I don't look. The the today, as of today, um, Monday, the the Sharks are saying we've done nothing. We haven't signed anybody. They're games. They're playing games. They've, yeah. they've agreed. They've agreed. They, you know, you'd have to be a fool to think that um, that this isn't going to happen. It's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel bad for John Morris because I do think he can coach, and I think, you know, he received that team in all sorts of a mess from the previous um, uh, coaching. Uh, Stuff, regime, yeah. regime. Um, you know they've got salary cap problems they've got players that you know I'd like to know how many games Moylan has been there for and how many he's played and it's not his fault he's he's you know he's got terrible you know hamstring games. injuries yeah. and groins and all sorts of stuff. you know Sean Johnson, how many has he been there for how many has he played so injury what I'm saying there is I'm not blaming the blaming the players. So I'm saying injuries have been woeful for poor old John Morris. You know, he's had drug problems, which was a lot of his, he's doing, um, you know, with young, uh, Bronson Cherry, uh, proving positive or, or testing positive yeah. to uh, advanced substances, can't play anymore. So he's had a rough time. I think, I don't think this will be his last club. He will coach again. Okay. Um, I, I do believe that I don't know where, you know, because you never do know where they're going to lob up, uh, could be at the Tigers, ex-Tiger, um, you know, I think the honeymoon's over up in Newcastle too. By the way, uh, for Mister O'Brien, everything was running so smoothly. We'll get to that. Up there. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I think I think I think you're right, and I think your your people who you've been communicating with are right. I think that to win a premiership, they do need to change a few things, including probably the coach, just for star power draw um, at the Sharks, um, but they do need to clear the ranks too uh, because they've got. Like the Tigers, they've got some players who are either unable to play or haven't really aimed up, who are mm. on big, big money, uh, and they need to free that money up to to get the players that they want. So, uh, and look, I've met John Morris a couple of times, and and a better bloke you won't meet mm. um, as far as a you know, a bloke goes. He's a bit like Laurie Daly, uh, terrific fella, really yep. terrific fella. Yes. Um, unfortunately, though, this was always going to be. A, a poison chalice for him, because of the way it started. It started with horrible.
0: from a from a club point of view, given what they overlooked during the Flanagan regime to get the premiership. All right, mm. they wanted that again. They want they wanted Flanagan if they could have had him. They didn't want to get yeah. rid of him. They were forced that mm. that was the the case. He's following someone who got away with everything, uh, but delivered a premiership. That's very hard to follow, because. Yeah. You try and do it properly with the current cattle you've got, the contract situation you've got, the salary cap situation that you've been lumped with. And yeah, to be in the finals two years in a row, that's a fair effort. And and going back to the game on Saturday night, um, you know, they they didn't have the game won, but it was pretty close. And yeah. 20 minutes to go, the stat that I that blew me away that went up on the Fox Sports screen, between the 60th minute and the 76th minute, um, Sharkies had the ball three times.
1: Yeah, they got starved. They got starved out of that game. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll get to that game, though. But, I mean, um, yeah, I, they they lost the unlosable. That shouldn't have been lost by any NRL team, team. No. Uh, that, that game. I turned it on when it was, was it 18-6? Uh, 18-4. 18-4. Okay. I turned it on at 18-4. Yeah. And I said to my son, I said, geez, it doesn't look like these halves have aimed up for, for um, the Roosters. Um, knowing nothing about the game, you know, mm. I just surmised that they were struggling because of the, the cattle that they had on the field. Proved to be totally incorrect. Yeah. When well, let's, let's, let's
0: start in that game, uh, mm. just for the sake of the, we, the Sam Walker situation. As good as he was, Drew Hutchison deserves a lot of credit. Because he's mm. the one that actually got the ball rolling that uh, Walker then pushed down the hill. The try he scored exposed a couple of things that astute footy fans will have noticed, but Jesse Ramian cannot defend. He can hit, he can hit, but he cannot defend. He got exposed on the first try and then the Walker try later of basically saying to to his teammates, oh, I'm marking their centre and as long as I'm covering him, I don't care what's happening on my inside shoulder. Have a look at the mm. replay on both tries. It's a show and go from the half sweeping round to the left-hand side. And on both occasions, Ramian sort of has eyes for his own guy, but has no desire to push back and cover on his inside shoulder where um, Townsend got exposed on both occasions. Mm. There was a thing that was said during the telecast, oh, I'm not a dirty player. I've I, I, I let my teammates down. Well, that to me is almost letting your teammates down worse than... Um, the high tackle leader on Dufty a few weeks ago. That happens. Yeah, that can happen sometimes. But if you're getting exposed this badly because you don't want to cover your inside shoulder as a centre, I mean,
1: that's just, that's
0: defence 101. Or am I wrong? Am I, am I completely missing the mark here? Because that was awful. Mm. Sorry, it was. As
1: a, as a centre and an edge player, you need to adapt. It's, it's not just a straight up run. You need to have eyes open. And, you know, uh, he, he has got issues. Ramian. Um, not issue, the issues that can be fixed, but you it's an attitude so. adjustment. Yeah. More than anything. Um, and look, I, I I do agree. I think Drew Hutchison probably deserves a little bit more uh cred than what everybody's giving uh giving. Yeah, you know, he deserves a part of that yeah. cred that they're giving Sam Walker. Um Sam Walker was good though. He was. He, he showed a he showed <laughs> a, everyone's seen the highlight packages of him. He's got great vision. He's a, he's a footy player. He's got He's got very good vision for his outside and, and even to, to his inside as well. And and uh, he'll only get better and better. He's, you know, barring any crazy injury, he's, you know, I think <clears throat> I think what we saw the other night is we've seen a precursor to what he can become. Mm. Um, and uh, there's no doubt that, you know, the Roosters don't sign, sign people that aren't very good. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they don't look at a player and go, oh, yeah, he's all right. We'll sign him. They don't do that. No. Um, the Roosters aren't a club like that. No, they brought do him down from Queensland for a reason. He was. And um, they got rid of uh,
0: Kyle Flanagan after one year for a reason. Uh, mm. The last point on that, uh, Tedesco, he's playing a lot of first receiver. He's mm. doing a lot of work. There's a couple of times, and I, I think, who have they got this week? Uh, they got got Storm. It's a cracking game yep. this week. Storm won't give it up, but there's a couple of times in the game I was watching pretty closely that Tedesco absolutely burned the outside um, edge back roller and actually ended up passing mm. to Manu or, or Brett Morris. Teddy won't pass those opportunities up too often. He would have carved, mm. carved them through. I, I think what you're seeing with Tedesco is a bit of an evolution of a player, which this year, even when Kiri was there, is that he is hungry for the ball more so to create than just to run. But he's oh, yeah. creating the opportunities by he's running, and it's it's scary looking at the motor on that bloke because it seems like he's even just picked up a little bit more of that absolute desire to to make an impact this year. It's impressive to watch.
1: Well, uh, I mean, do you remember Darren Lockyer? How what he did? Mm. He went from one to six because he showed signs of doing what Tedesco is doing now. Uh, you could sign you could sign Tedesco as a six at any NRL club. And be quite confident that he could play six, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's very dangerous because he can pop up anywhere, but you could do that with a six, too. Um, this is a new, you know, this, this is nothing new for Tedesco, but he's, he's, what he's doing at the moment is he's perfecting what he's been working on for the last couple of years, um, which yeah. is that guy that just, you know, lurks behind the ruck, a la Billy Slater. Billy Slater could have played six, too, yeah. no I doubt him in my mind. Um, but the the surprise factor of having him pop up anywhere is probably a little bit uh, more damaging than having him line up on the left or right. Um, I I really like Tedesco as a player, I, you know, um, and it's interesting what he said uh, about Chad Townsend. Well, bring
0: that, go that, for mate. it, mate. Bring that one up.
1: Well, I mean, he, he he's come out and said that that Townsend tried to to to, to put Sam um, Sam off, off of his game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit of sledging, old-fashioned halfback and, sledging. It and it and, and Townsend said, "No, I didn't say that. I believe he probably did, uh, he and did. he'd be silly not to. Yeah, um, you know, that's if you his get job. inside the young, <laughs> get inside the young bloke's head early on. Then you might have a chance of putting him off. Uh, it ultimately didn't work um, because, as we mentioned, Sam Walker had a fantastic game. He but wasn't the only Rooster's um, player that he that he sledged either."
0: he J.W.H. took him out and gave away a penalty and Townsend just laughed in his face. Aha, you suck. Mm. You're giving away a penalty. You're mm. it. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then J.W.H. the best game he's had for two years after that.
1: He well, carried the roosters on his back. It's no <laughs> surprise. The, the turning of the tide came with J.W.H. re-entering the fray. Yes. Uh, he's their go-forward guy. He's their intimidator. He's their watchdog. Don't um, wake him up. Yeah, look, I... I still think he's probably in the top three front rowers in the world. Okay. Uh, he's not playing the minutes he used to. Um, but, mate, he's the nicest guy off the field and probably one hombre you don't want to run into on the field. Oh. Um, so stay out of his corridor. Don't yeah, don't rattle his cage. Uh, don't sleeping. Uh,
0: I think since kiery has been hurt, they've won two in a row. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting.
1: It could be different this week, mate.
0: It could be. Uh, let's go through the rest of the games for round five. We'll quickly just pass through Rabbitoh's 35 to 6 over Brisbane. I actually like the opening 20 from Brisbane, even though the scoreline that South got on the board two early tries, they actually showed a bit of oomph. Their forwards up the middle, Lodge, Haas, uh, Pango Jr., they're all running hard. And then Kevy mm. followed the script that he'd written before the game, which was I'm going to take these three blokes off, I'll put other players on, and my bench will carry me through the next four. Stop it. NRL coaches, you're doing my head in. If you, something's working, do you have to go away for it just because the game plan said do this? I, I, because what really bugs me, and a lot of coaches do this, is that a game will be on a knife's edge just after halftime and you're crying out for your best middles to get back on the field. You get a little bit of field position, you get the other team on the back foot and you just try and squeeze another 10 minutes out of your bench, guys. And the game turns. It's exactly yep. what happened here in the in the South game. It was twenty four to six, which yeah, it's a bit of a margin. When um, uh, I'm not sure who scored, Mitchell scored his first try, which was a bit soft. But then the Broncos mm. had five, six, seven minutes up the other end of the field, and Haas was off the field. or Haas had not just come on the field, but Lodge was off the field, Pengai Junior off the field, and Tom Flegler knocked on right in front of the post. And the next mm. set of six, South went down the field, scored a try, thirty five to six, which your final. Kevy sitting on the sideline, mate. I don't think it's doing wonders for his uh, reputation. I know you can read too much into some things, but he looks like he is sitting there by himself. No one's talking to him. He's not on any instructions. It looks like he's sort of like, well, you know, they know, what to do. they know what to do. And I'm like, oh, it's one of those visual things that it wouldn't instill me a lot of confidence if I'm a Broncos fan. Am I being too harsh?
1: It may be a little bit. I mean yeah i think maybe a little bit but i do think that kevi needs to to um, readjust the game plan according to what's happening in front of him you know play like do it like he played the game you know that you you know that players are you know some players are good for 40 to 50 minutes other players are good for 20 to 30 and sometimes you've got to get those players back on the field you know or keep someone on the field because mm. you've got the the You've got the weight of possession. You're rolling a little bit, you know. Um, but he'll figure it out. I just don't know if he's going to figure it out before the Broncos get tired of what's happening. Um, uh, that, that's my just... point, Coxmith, is they're losing, all
0: right? Mm. So it's 24-6, to 6, but you're in the game. There's still half an hour to go. Mm. Who cares about the last 10 minutes
1: of the match at that stage? Well, you... As as someone, the game is there, and I agree with you. You know, you'd think that Kevy would go look. I'm just going to put him on the put him on the chopping block here, and just see if we can get within six of these guys. We just yeah. got to score two more tries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe he's maybe he's still a little uh, little gun shy about it. I don't know. Um, but mm. you know, he looked he looked fairly dejected after the game, um, and Clint Eastwood looked very happy. Wayne Bennett looked very, very happy. He is uh, loving. You know. How much is, is he loving the fact that he's pretty much got a free ticket
0: this year because it's already established. He's not coming back to South. Mm. He'll get whatever job he wants. If it's open at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a pretty good football side.
1: There's uh, a couple of things he's really loving. He's loving yeah. that Luttrell's going well. Yep. Um, he, he, he brought it up in the press conference. I was in the press of the other night and, uh, Someone said something about you know how do you think you're going? And he looked at this bloke and he said, "Well, you know, you said that Luttrell couldn't play fullback last year." And uh, who was the bloke had on, who was it? I think it was Brent Reed. Reed.
0: The word, the name, wanted to come out of my mouth as you said.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it was him. I, I, I don't remember for, <laughs> for sure. The sake of but his anyway, podcast, it was all right. Yeah, you know. but uh, yeah, I love Benedict in press conferences. I think he's a, he's an absolute hoot. In press conferences, I really do like him, whether he's angry Wayne or happy yeah. Wayne. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mate, I, I I think that I think that Kevy's got to evolve a little bit with his with his rotations. You know, he's got to learn that that it's not set in stone that that Pangai has to come off for 31 minutes, and it's not set in stone that you know such and such has to play the full game. Yeah, I think he's got to be the coach that they need him to be, and that is to. Go with the flow of the game. Try and get the boys as close as you can to a win. Get them some, you know, and if a couple of them get tired, well, then bad luck. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just think that he's got to do that. Um, well, One game one game we haven't spoken about, though, is um, Penrith and the Raiders, mate. Well, I mean, we'll
0: get to that because the, the, the order says... Oh, we're going to get to it. We've um, we got to we're gonna speed okay. up, actually, because we've gone way long again. I, mm. Sorry, if you, if you listen to this and you're bored out of your mind, you probably stop the thing... Like 15, 20 minutes ago. So I understand. Yeah. Uh, Manly get their first win of the season. Uh, they won 13 12 over the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors will look back at this game and rue it at the end of the year because I reckon this is exactly the kind of match that stops you getting into a top eight. They had the game there to be won and they just kept waiting for Manly to lose it. And you've got DC Should've there. You've got Kieran Four in there. They're not players that, mm-hmm. when the game's kind of close, just roll over mm-hmm. and let the game get lost. And yeah. exactly what the Warriors didn't have in their side the other night was as much as Roger Tries, he's not the he's not the guy to march you up the field and take a field goal. And Cody Nikarima, yeah. who's taken some real strides in the last twelve months, um almost seemed like he let Sean O'Sullivan take the reins in regards to that. That really surprised me. Because he's played like 10 1st grade games and Nikarima has yep. been the guy and that's a game that you just can't lose. If you're the Warriors, you're there. It's sitting there, and you let the um, DCE beat you in the last second of the match. Dez relieved a lot of pressure, but
1: um, Nathan Brown, this is the one that you you're gonna really rue. Yeah, I think um, I think they will understand that in no uncertain terms once Gus has finished with uh, team meetings today. Um, oh, Gus coach the, team. the way oh. that they. No, 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 no. no. A special advisor and chief. What, what is he? What are they? Uh, uh, he's uh, the he's manager, the assistant to the traveling I secretary. I think.
0: Uh, feel good. Mm. George Costanza, you yeah. wide Andy. Um, man.
1: he'll he'll have a few words for them, no doubt.
0: Yeah. Uh, Panthers thirty, Raiders ten. Score line.
1: I wouldn't say that uh, it
0: uh, flattered the Panthers. I reckon it was probably a fair enough result. Although. Jared Croker grounds that ball off the kick uh, earlier in the match. But didn't. Who knows what happens uh, in terms of the in final score is what I mean. I'm not saying that Canberra win the match as a result of that, but it would have made mm. things interesting. Uh, look, I'm just real, I sent a message to you and I posted it on our Insta and stuff. Like, the Panthers play football. Canberra complete. If you want to have a difference in the match, that's the match.
1: Yeah, look, uh, mate, I don't know who's going to beat Penrith this year, but whoever does, you know, they des- they'll they deserve it. Um, because you've got to be prepared for a game against Penrith. They're, they're firing on all cylinders at the moment. Um, and uh, short of them losing their six and seven mm. and-, and their big edge back rower, all at the same time, I think... They're destined to repeat what they did last year, but maybe even go one better. I see, you know, every week they seem to have another, another little trick up their sleeve, or they're working on something else. And um, I just hope they don't fry out before they get. To-
0: if you're playing to the style going, they play, they, at the moment, they time they won't fry out
1: nicely. If you know what I'm saying, they won't fry out if they if
0: they play the kind of mm. footy they're playing at the moment. They won't fr- fry uh, fry because they're enjoying this style of football. Mm. You can see it. It's not, they're getting yeah. into their match and yeah, every player's yeah. like, oh man, we won the game, but gee whiz, we worked hard for that. No, 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 no. And I'm not saying they don't work hard. Mm. It's just, you can see there is an enjoyment level with this team. Other teams, yeah. they get to the end of the 80 and they've worked their guts out and they might have the two points, but they've got to drag themselves back up for the next match. Not the case with Penrith. Mm. And Jerome Luai probably sums up this, is that he of zero M points on Friday night, by the way. Um, Cleary got three which I think is ridiculous compared to what Luai did. Uh, Nathan Highmarsh gave the votes at this time. Uh, Fisher-Harris got two, fine with that and Toto uh, got one who was really good but Luai, no points. Dalian going tremendous once again. Um, but the tries he set up, he just they just eyes up football and expose Canberra in defence which is not easy. Canberra tackle with a fair bit of intent and Mm. At the end of the day, thirty points on him. Um, Ricky can go away from that match, and hopefully, this is a Canberra fan putting his head on at the moment. Sees that you know just grinding against the really good sides, it's not going to be enough. Not going to work. It's no. not going to be enough this year. And you're going to have to you're going to have to really let the ball sing and get the ball in Whiten's hands a lot more. Because look what happened in the first fifteen minutes. He touched the ball. Yeah, look dangerous.
1: Whiten and Williams are, are your secrets there. You need to you need those two guys to create. Just like we were talking before about, about the Tigers, you know, um, the difference is that Canberra do have the cattle to, yeah. to uh, you know, every coach likes to play, st- well, nearly every coach likes to play a lot of structure. And I think part of it is egotistical because you think you're influencing the outcome of the game by offering your structure. This is where I think, This is where I think Ivan Cleary is, whether he's smart or whether he's just realized, you know what, I've got a a once in a generation team here and I need to let them do what they're going to do. Maybe it's a bit of both, but while ever they keep playing, you know, like you said before, eyes up football and what's happening in front of them, they'll be really, really hard to beat because Blue Eye is probably one of the best at it, at, at, you know, that. He'd probably be a great touch footy player as well. Yeah. You know, that that elusiveness, the step, the fade, the, the jink, um, the cheekiness. And then you've got Nathan Cleary, who's probably a little bit more regimented um, and has an amazing kicking game, long yep. and short, and can do everything. So at the moment, they've got a pretty handy team. You know, I, I hope they get through Origin. Well, uh,
0: let's just time. quickly on them. Mm-hmm. They don't have their first choice fullback. Dylan Edwards, mm-hmm. out. Yep, and yep. Mitch Kenny is doing an amazing job, making you not yep. realise Apisai Correia is not there.
1: Well, and, and from all reports, Happy will only be another three weeks away. So, uh, you know, uh, he was outstanding man. on on Friday he, night. He Mitch was very Penny. good, very, 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 good. very. Good. Uh, one thing he, I did
0: want to point out. Sorry, yeah.
1: I was just going to say he's uh, just in this last three weeks. I think Mitch Kenny has probably added a, a you know a couple of hundred thousand bucks to his. Asking price for his next contract to whoever that may be. Because he's mm, going a few really teams well. that do need a hooker. The last
0: point I want to make on this game, and it's a credit to Penrith. Uh, some teams we know love trying to play the ball down. Penrith are, are one of those sides. Their ability to get their hands in the football in that game was monumentally good, and they played mm. they played chicken with the referee brilliantly. Mm. You can watch if you want to watch that game again and watch that closely. They don't grab around the head, Penrith, but the gee, they grab the ball. They are on the yeah. ball every single tackle and they take forever to get off it. And yeah. my view is always with something like that, if you're good enough to get it over the referee, good on you. What I don't mm. like is when teams do it
1: where they're grabbing other parts to then grab the ball. Well, yeah, There's yeah, a difference. A little...
0: Well, basically,
1: what you're saying there is there's a difference between what Melbourne do and what Penrith are doing. Melbourne and
0: other teams. There's other teams that teach it. But I just go, at the moment, Penrith, they've got it down to an art, and they got away with it brilliantly on Friday night. Uh, we'll get mm. quickly through the other games. We're sorry for how long this podcast is taking. It's been a couple of weeks. We didn't get the one out last week. Titans 42, mm. Knights 16. Day for feeder, worth every cent. I told you. I told you. Mm. They had to do something, mate. They weren't going to go anywhere if they didn't go and spend the money. And... Good on them.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, uh, there's a couple of players there that are making a big difference to them, and and uh, you know, obviously, Fafita and Tino are doing yeah. doing what they need to do, uh, which is lifting the other players as well. Could you imagine if they had a kept arrow as well? Um, it'd be background. Brimson's
0: essential. Brimson's healthy, um, quality yeah. player. They found a halfback in Fogarty, which I didn't think they had. Um, mm. The team goes tremendous and they beat a team that they're going to have to pop out of the top eight and they beat them well. And Newcastle, um, we've discussed this before about Adam O'Brien. He goes the old Craig Bellamy route a little bit too often and he did it again at halftime of this match and his team got lapped by 40. Um, It wears thin. It is a tactic that wears thin if you're not getting results.
1: Well, see, the thing about Bellamy... Is I know he does it in the he does it in the, the box. I don't think he does it as often in the room. You know, I, something Phil Gould said yesterday in the telecast mm. uh, about the uh, the Tigers game, and Madge was blowing up in the box. And Phil Gould said Madge should be really careful here and not take that down to the dressing room because he will do his team more harm than good. You know, and halftime, halftime speeches. I think he and what he said. What Phil Gould said was he said he shouldn't say what he thinks he wants to say. He should say what can help them. Yeah, and I think there's always that that uh, opportunity for a coach to blow off steam to make himself feel better, but the team then takes that out on the field and and goes even worse. Um, so obviously, Madge said something okay yesterday, but obviously O'Brien didn't. If you know what I'm saying, mm. blowing up at halftime, you know, we've, we've discussed this before that you've only got two or three blowups a year at halftime. And then it just gets old. It's just an old bloke making noise at the front of the room. You know, really um, that's what it is. And that's what players, especially players of today's generation yep. um, don't want, they don't want the ranting and raving at every halftime. They've just busted their bums out on the field for 40 minutes now, you can't say that every single one of them weren't trying. Maybe there was a few errors and whatnot, but yeah. when they come in after 40 minutes, the last thing that they really want or need is an old bloke with a clipboard blowing up. You know, they want to know, because players on the field don't always know where it's going wrong, you know, and sometimes they do, but they're looking around doing the best they can in their corridor, and sometimes they don't really know where it's going wrong, and it could be all going wrong on the other side of the field. So, yeah, I think Adam O'Brien has adapted the Bellyache philosophy a little bit, but I don't think that Bellyache does it as often as we think he does it, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, fair
0: um, yeah, point. So go um, on, yeah, good time. win uh, into seventh spot on the ladder. Uh, the on, Ryan Pappenhausen show just continues, mate. Uh, mm. You were at this game, <laughs> and you are yes. in, my, in my vision as they were zooming in on um, Brandon Smith chucking up, chucking up on the sideline. Uh, mm. He is... I'm going to come out and say it. All right, go on. He has. He seems to have as much ability as one B. Slater. He really does. I'm not saying he's going to be the B. Slater equivalent at the end of his career. Yeah, I know I, what you're saying. There is everything you want in a human being, as they say. Um, in Ryan Pavenhausen, he is by far their most dangerous footballer. Uh, he is, and I'm saying that he's more dangerous than Cam Munster. Cam Munster is more of a competitor and you'll carry on your back kind of player. But sure. Pappenhausen is a joy to watch. Like, I can't think of many players apart from maybe Teddy. Um,
1: Different Teddy. style of
0: player. But I love watching this kid play and he's carved up another team. Yes, it was the Bulldogs. Blah, 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 blah. You can only beat his in front of you. And uh, mm-hmm. Melbourne 52, Dogs 18.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, on Pappenhausen, mate, another one that the Tigers let go, um, should never have been let go. But anyway, Melbourne have benefited from that. He's, he's a freaky player and can yeah. kick goals as well. Um, yeah. He, I think you're right. Watch his space. He's going to get better. There's, he's not going to, he's not going to go worse. He's not going to get worse than he is no. now. He's going to get better and better um, on, on the Bulldogs, mate. Um, they've got, they've got issues. Um, you know, they're, They've got, they've got. Everybody knew this. Everybody knew that Trent Barrett going in there was was going to be a little bit of a flogging to nothing for him. I think he should have been a little more patient and stayed at Penrith a little longer. He probably would have got himself a club that isn't in in as much disarray behind the scenes. Mm. Uh, Therefore, it would be easier to figure out. Maybe he likes a challenge. I'm not too sure, Um, but you know that. The players that they've signed for, they've got a couple of things. Kotrick, right? They're playing, still playing Kotrick on the wing. Can I just quickly say because you know I watch him pretty closely, he has not nice. been their
0: issue the first four weeks. They may yeah. have only had had nope, only one game where they scored points, but he actually has played okay defensively. He hasn't been fantastic, but he's been defending mm. on the wing on the left hand side. Mm. He then moved him to the right wing outside Will Hopawade, who then was mm. playing outside DWZ, who does not pass the ball. Mm. And, the amount of times they swept right, so you're taking your player who you're spending six hundred grand on, and you moved him further away from the ball. For what reason? No. I don't. I don't get it, Trent Barrett. I, I It's not sparking your attack, it, no. it, and he's got Corey Allen, who was the Queensland
1: winning fullback last year, playing left centre. Mm. Which would be yeah, the, like, it's, This it's is this is a really strange thing for me. I mean, in saying all of that, DWZ didn't play badly. I've seen him play worse games. Correct. Um, But I would have liked to have seen Kotrick, uh, you know, I mean, there's no way all week in his heart of hearts that Barrett thought they were going to win that game. Yeah. Right? So why not try a few things? Why not try Kotrick at fullback? Yeah. Or why not try him at left centre? Try Avarilla at
0: fullback where he should be playing. He's not a six.
1: He can't defend himself. Ridiculous. I I, I just, they're they're, you know, they're sitting around waiting, you know, with their, their... with their fat lip at the, you know, their big powdered lip, waiting for Burton to show up. He ain't showing up this year, Trent.
0: And he's not show showing up this year, brother. Year. Outside backs, oh, like backs. They're not. They've issues in the middle. They can't tackle in the middle either.
1: They got. They yeah. got issues everywhere. The old yeah. Bulldogs. So they have bought. they bought. Corey Allen, Kotrick, Ado and and Burton, who's at best a 5'8". I still think he's a center. Yeah. Um, and he's playing pretty good at center at the moment. <clears throat> So like you say, they've bought all outside backs. Where's where's yeah, the only
0: forward they've got is Luke Thompson, who they got halfway through last year, who who looks a player. But mm. mate, Kyle Flanagan, he needs to be the second banana. He needs to be the second banana. He ain't the main banana. No, no. He's just gonna He's get bruised all, all year and be unusable by the end of the year. It's it's a yeah. real
1: worry if you the dogs. Listen, mate, you know and I know that that there's a few clubs probably five or six clubs in the comp that don't lose players or don't offload players that are, that are the business. Yeah. The Roosters are probably right at the top of that heap along with Melbourne. They offloaded a one-year halfback. There's reasons. Yeah. That, obviously, some of those reasons were Sam Walker coming online as well, but there's more to it than than what a lot of pundits think. There's a reason why they got rid of Flanagan, and it's because they didn't see the whole package in him. You know, he's a halfback who is a second banana halfback. Yeah. You know, because you had Kiri there. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, they, they did that. Uh, Canterbury fans, I'm sorry. Um, you're in the bottom four this year. That's all there is to it. That's where you're going to stay. Yeah. Uh, until the club starts to recruit a little bit differently. The suggest, game plan until.
0: Has, has got to change. You've got to be just all out attack, Trent Barrett. you were the attack coach at Penrith. If, mm-hmm. if you really were the one pulling the strings, let your team offload, encourage ball movement wide, get it part... Like you, you can't have... DWZ is a stats guy, all right? So at the end of the game, he might have 18 runs for 150 metres, and you go, oh, he played well. But did he actually use any of the blokes outside him like you need a fullback in today's game to do? The answer's no. Does he drop the ball? Yeah. Yes. Did he did he have a couple of defensive plays there that... Look, he tried to get there, but mm. would somebody else have got there? Just little things. that I just go, look, at best, he's a winger. Mm. They're paying fullback money. Uh, Corey Allen, I just go, needs to be at fullback if you really fair income about why you signed him. But Avarillo... His position is in the one. It's not in the six because you just can't have him getting run over the whole game. He ended up showing some touches towards the end of the game, which was great to see. Um, but you're paying these blokes to play these positions, just p- play in there and let the team play some football. Adam Elliott can offload. Um, Josh Jackson, we know, can actually play some football. But then about eight years ago, they decided to turn him into a um, David Stag and make him defend the whole time. Uh, there's Dylan Napa, we know, occasionally shows something. I don't know. I just I just don't understand why. And it's come out of every dressing room when they say what's been said at our time and Baz is all about completion. It's all about worry about ourselves and get to our kids. It's just like, mate, if that's the message, get ready for 50 to 18 the rest of the year. Yep. It's going to happen. Anyway, that's the podcast because I don't know if I've got anything else to talk about. Do you have anything else to talk about, Cocksmith?
1: Uh, about I don't know. Did we did we did we have anything else in the beginning to talk about?
0: No, I just thought we'd talk about the football. It'd been two weeks. Fair enough. I've got nothing Sounds else. Like no, we're bo- done. No, no bonus segment this week. Um, mm. I'm also running out of battery on the computer. I'm on the lovely mid north coast, of New South Wales. What a place. I not When are you back. home, by the way, mate? I don't, don't want to come back. Okay. It's been two okay. weeks. Uh, I've got to come back there. for the weekend. Um, there's something on the weekend that I've got to come back for to Sydney, but it's been a pleasure up here. At North Haven on the Mid North Coast. So uh, if you haven't uh, got us on Instagram yet, the people are loving occasionally um, some of the stuff. Up, I think the the key, obviously, is always talk up Penrith players. Gets lots of likes. It's it's love a it. it's a tough love tough. Love the decision. Penny Panthers. Um, and I think you've pretty much got off the as as good as the Dragons are going. You are much more of a drag a Panthers fan now than you were ever a Dragon. Uh, you love your Panthers. No, mate, I, 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 you I've really I've do. told
1: you I've got I've told you my favourite team is the Dragons for obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and my next two in equal and it pains me to say it uh, Penrith and the Tigers uh, you know it's not good being a semi Tigers fan on a Monday morning though no uh, not while they keep dishing up what they so is
0: myself. Camden well Narellon is it it's considered Tiger Town isn't it well it is yeah what's what's a... just as we wrap it up almost come back to the start mm-hmm. of the show but is there much talk is there much feeling out there that oh whoa we suck again
1: oh no we suck again. Well, I haven't taken, I haven't canvassed the streets this morning, uh, but when I, when I when I when I occasionally do talk to people around that are into rugby league, um, a lot, there's a lot of eye rolling going on with the Tigers, and uh, you know it's it's tough. I, I I get it. It's tough to to be at the top of the premier or up at the top of the table in this premiership and in this competition. Um, but these people have been charged with that job and the job ain't happening at the moment. I, I honestly think that the, I think that the the Tigers need to change a whole lot of stuff. I'm not sure that the coach is, I'm not sure the coach is the first thing to change. I'm not sure if he's even should be in the conversation to change things, to be honest with you. Um, he's a proven coach, but I think there's other factors at play. Um, you know, there's, uh, the Tigers haven't been successful for a long time, okay? Yeah. Uh, and they need to change a lot about the club. Some players uh, and some administrators uh, probably need to go because there's there's not a real winning culture there at the moment, is there? Well, there's not you a lot mean, of quality players. There's people getting paid a lot of money, but the actual quality. When was, just out of interest, and I, I don't want to turn this in, we probably already had, but I want to turn it into a Tigers bashathon, but when was the last time they made the eight? Do you know?
0: Yeah, I had it up on my screen a bit earlier. Uh, two thousand and eleven, I think it was. Was it? Um, okay.
1: Which is which is, you know, that's ten years ago.
0: Hang on, I'll 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 make sure of this because otherwise people are gonna hate us. Uh, two thousand eleven, they finished fourth.
1: So so that's ten years ago. All right. And and who was the coach then? T the Shane. So they got
0: rid of Tim Sheens after he Hmm. finished 10th the next year.
1: Right. So they considered it a failure to finish 10th, obviously. Otherwise, they wouldn't have got rid of Sheens other than there might be some other reasons that we don't know about. Um, So it'd be interesting to do a timeline on who were the administrators in the club then and how they've gone because the players get judged by that as do do the coaches and the coaching staff. So... You know, well, on that, this is
0: my this is my real concern from a Tigers fan, all right? When the big four were off contract, they had Aaron Woods' money, James Hodesko's money, Mitchell Moses' money. And remember, Pasco came out and said, now we have money to spend. We're going to spend it in War chest. War chest. Well, the last three years, let's not talk about it. Worry about the next three years because they're going to have the BJ contract come off. They're going to have the Mumbai contract come off. The Reynolds contract's off. Um, I know Brooks. Brooks. Brooks, who Brooks. knows? But they're going to have some... There's no way match. he can
1: stay. There's no way he can stay at that club. If he wants to restart and reboot his career, he's going to have to leave that club. He can't stay there. But who
0: do you spend it on? That's the question, really, It's August I guess fans to take away and, and think about is that it's great to have the money, but the money's easy to spend. It's a lot harder to get quality in, and that's the challenge for the Tigers.
1: Well, and and the other problem is I'm just unsure about their, um you know, their development. You know, mm. how many players do they have in in deep development at the moment? Um, who knows?
0: It is who something knows? that Gus, <laughs> who we haven't mentioned on the podcast yet, or you, you did actually, but he bangs on about. It's like you're developing for ten years down the track. You're not developing for next year. That's right. Um, it's it's that's a right. lot of pain and it's a lot of money. And you're spending it now for the benefits down the track, and uh, I must admit, well, Rothfield's five-year plan drive, it then it hasn't uh, gold hasn't come out for a little bit, and I wonder if it's because of the success happening at the foot of the mountains, because that ain't all. Ivan Cleary, in
1: folks. Let's just say that. No, no that that's that's this has been in the makings for around about eight to ten years. This yeah. this whole thing, you know, you look at. Uh, you look at the, the team they got now is a team that they've been building since Matthew's cup and before yeah. that, you know? So uh, yeah, mate, I, I really hope the Tigers get out of their problem though, because from what we saw yesterday, if that's the worst of it, um, I can kind of live with it, but it's it's going to need to improve for everyone involved because there's some big money being spent at these clubs on the players, the administrators and the coaches. And if they can't do the, do the job, then or if they can't get the result, everyone can do the job. You know, you can pretend to do a job for a long time, hmm. um, but if you're not getting the result, it's time to go. It's time to leave. You know, and
0: it is so, time to leave here on episode 231. Uh, we've got an
1: hour. <laughs> mm. uh, good, to, good that. to see you, though, mate. The, oh, it's uh, fantastic
0: to see you, mate. I got, a, yeah, I got. Didn't a, even I got hear a from you last week.
1: Twenty dollar haircut
0: uh, here in. You uh,
1: paid twenty bucks for that.
0: <laughs> I'll be going home 20. and paying twenty five to get it fixed. Uh, I won't wow. mention the places I got done at, but um, yeah, uh, I was concerned the entire time and I'm like, oh, don't take too much off, which was basically code for, don't butcher my head completely. Uh, exactly. Because yeah. I'll, if there's still something that I work with a little bit later. Um, yeah, that was a nice comment of you, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, we're at Instagram <laughs> at Not the Footy show. He's i uh, I'm at, tweet, at tweet on uh, the Twitter and we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. We'll speak to you next time, everybody, here on Not the Footy show.
1: Catch you later, mate. Pepsi. It's people's escape. It's people's relaxation. And we need to do everything in order to continue that great uh, tradition of
0: Pepsi.